Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. It's certainly completely reset the market tom brady's new broadcasting deal i'm not surprised about the money so much as i am that he's going into broadcasting at all although i guess for 375 million and also if you have a brand like tb12 key j that you want to keep in the public eye and you're the best ad for it right health and wellness and performance brand it pays to be on like one of the most popular tv shows ever right the nfl so i I guess it makes sense. I just, like, I didn't think of Tom Brady as being a broadcaster. I thought of him as maybe more of an owner, but he's going to be a broadcaster, Key. Yeah, you would be a broadcaster, too. (laughs) (laughs) I am. For three seventy-five, you'd be all-in, Max, right? I'm going to check my contract. I mean, you work 24 hours, seven days a week. Yeah. Look, it's a surprise because when you look at a guy like Tom Brady, you just think, like you said, oh, he's going to go into ownership. He's going to try to. I don't know much about the TB the, the TB twelve stuff. Jay kind of follows all of that, so he would be more you know better suited to talk about that. I just look at it as first of all, he's a, a nice looking guy. He he's the top quarterback to play the position. He's won multiple Super Bowls, and there's an opening at Fox that requires, I guess, a top notch guy at the quarterback position. And he's the next guy up at that position. So when they're doing their recruiting, they're recruiting the top guy that they think can come in and get the viewership to where they need it to be. So I, I understand it. The $37 million a year, I don't know how you get a return back for that money. But at the end, it doesn't really matter. What I think is just what they think. Yeah, see, I, I just feel like this is the next iteration of the superstardom for Tom Brady. If you've been paying, like I pay attention. Obviously, I'm always on social media, whether that's you know listening to Kyrie on Twitch, whether that's on Twitter, whether that's on TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. Right? I, there's a new media world out there, and I think what I've seen over the last year is Tom Brady really double, triple down in these different mediums where he's becoming more of the face associated with the next generation. Right? Like a lot of football fans know him, right? And a lot of people know Tom Brady, but he's inserting himself into that. So for me, it's, hey, as he's been doing this, and then he gets the TV offer, he leverages that out there. I I don't know if I see him doing TV at the same rate that other people might. Right. He may do it here and there when he wants to do a game here and there. But I think no, he's going to – he's full. he's full uh, – he's full go, Jay. 375, Jay. 375, Jay. It ain't $375. It's $375 million to I'm, be the league analyst – which means 17 weeks, which is 18 weeks plus playoffs, plus maybe one or two preseason games, that he'll be the top guy going. Well, that's that, – so what is he calling, Max, 20 games, 21 games? Yeah, yeah but that takes, pre- it takes preparation. Like when you go to oh, call a game – Oh, you're... my – oh, Lord. 
preparing for a game. It's so tough, the it's, preparation, the flying there in your private plane, to go see owners of teams, talk to them, see what the landscape is of ownership, other players. Yeah, but Brady like, comes. Brady's going to prepare very seriously. But, it not, but it's not even. But, first of all, let me finish my point here real quick. All I'm saying is that I can see him utilizing that for an ownership opportunity. Essentially, he's being paid to go build relationships with other owners, build relationships with players, regardless of whether he wants to do this for 20 years or not. He's getting paid a crazy amount of money to figure out what he wants to do next if that leads to ownership, in my opinion. Well, see, here's the, here's the, the, the thing about preparing. Calling a game is one thing. Holding an audience is another. Not only that, when you are Tom Brady... You don't need the the Sunday or the Monday papers in internet to hold on to every word you say in a negative light. That comes with a different type of scrutiny, as you know, Jay, working in this space than playing basketball. It's a different it's a different relationship now with the sports media, broadcasting media, than it is with the media who covered you as a player. So that's one thing. Two, as far as ownership goes. We all have aspirations to own a team. I, I've, I've had aspirations to be part of professional teams on many levels for many years. When it comes down to writing the check, though, that's a different story, especially in the National Football League. The Denver Broncos are for sale right now, and there are groups that are trying to bid on them at high numbers. Not, not hey, man, can you put $100 million in it? No, man. I need you to put several hundred million in to be a part of this. So I don't know if it's more about leveraging the play to be a part of a team. It's, it's so difficult to be part. It's not MLS. It's not the NBA. It's four and five billion dollar teams. And you can't walk in there with our nickels and dimes trying to rub them together. Yeah, you can be. But that's what's interesting. I Like there are owners like Jet Derek Jeter became an owner, Magic Johnson but they were fronting groups with real money. Michael Jordan was different. Michael Jordan actually owns a team. Magic Johnson, Derek Jeter, and that elite of the elite brands of athletes front groups that own a team. Tom Brady seems to me to be able to do something like that, front a group or get some sweetheart deal, maybe not do what Jordan did, but do at least what Jeter and Magic did. Guys, his, it, the, right now the top of the market, Tony Romo, and our very own Troy Aikman now, 18 per season. You know what occurred to me? Because Tom Brady's getting 37 and a half. Aikman plus Romo together have three Super Bowls. Tom Brady's got seven. So let's double the 18. That's 36. Let's put another million and a half you mean cherry Aikman on top. You got three Super Bowls? That's what you mean. That's what I mean, yes. <laughs> let's, let's, but I'm saying the other two guys combined got three. I got seven. Let's double that salary. That's 36. And a little cherry on top, million and a half, 37 I, I, and a I half. You know, maybe they're projecting out. I just don't. It's just a lot of money. I, maybe they're projecting out the future and saying that it'll pay off in the future. That's why they're not worried about it now. But $37.5 million for somebody to call 20 weeks of sports, I mean, damn, they could give you a third of that, and we good. We sign up for it Speak tomorrow. Speak for yourself. I wouldn't, do it it for a, I wouldn't do it for a penny under 36, Key. Speak for yourself. But he's setting the market for some of these quarterbacks that have the, you know, the like a Matt Ryan, for instance. I think Matt Ryan will be the next guy. He ain't getting no 37 and a half. Uh, he, might not get, he might not get 37 and a half, but he's going to get something if he decides to do it. 
See, because I think Matt Ryan can be pretty good. I've had him. I've had him on shows. Mm-hmm. I've had him on TV with mm-hmm. me when he came on Countdown as a guest. I've had Matthew Stafford on Countdown as a guest. Those guys were good with us at the desk. But calling a game is just so much different. So, Jay, I have a question for you. Key was talking about setting the market. You know, I, I don't – like, when Michael Jordan was toward the end of his career going year to year, the, the highest salary in the league is probably like $12 million. He was getting 30 plus a year. I don't even know how they figured how, – how they did that, right? Because it was beyond a max contract. 30 plus a year. That didn't reset the market. That was special for Jordan. Yes. It's not like someone else said, he's getting 30, now I want the No, he got three times what the next guy got. To me, this doesn't seem like a market resetter so much as it seems like he's Tom Brady. He's off in his own category. And so then when the next guy comes up, don't expect no 37 and a half. There's no way I'm looking at guys like Matthew Stafford saying, oh, you're going to get somewhere close. You're nowhere close to Tom Brady. Right. Tom Brady is one of one. He's in a category. Oh, no, these guys may not, they may not get 37 or 30 or 28 or whatever it is. But what they will do is get an opportunity to slide into a space. There's only there's only four lead analyst jobs in the National Football League. There's only four, right? Well, there's Amazon, Monday night, and there's going to be Amazon, CBS. but there's Amazon Monday night. Mm-hmm. Amazon's already taken because Kirk Herbstreit. Right. You got those two gone Monday CBS, night. Fox, Sunday CBS. is Greg Olson as of right now. Mm-hmm. And then NBC is Chris Collinsworth. And CBS is Romo. So there's five. Oh, Jim. Five. You know what it does amazing. do? You know what it's it does so do, stupid. though? You know what it does? I like Tony Romo. You know what it does do, though, guys? It, it, oh, it doesn't reset the market, but it makes the 18 now seem like that's going to be – it does help the market. That's what I'm saying. 18 that's, that's was like, oh, my God, 18. And now it's like, yeah, 18. That's right. Yeah, 18. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you're not giving me 37. Give me 22. Right. I mean, right. yeah, I, right. I get it. Yeah. But those type of guys – or have opportunities, you know? It, well, that's why I haven't is. accepted any of those jobs yet, Key. I refuse to take less than Tom Brady. Don't come at me with 22. <laughs> 37 and a half. Yeah, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see, though, how it all plays out. I know that Jay always said it helps his brand, TB12. I don't even know what TB12 does, but, you know, maybe it does help it. I have I, no idea. I am curious, Key, if it, it – w- when is too much Tom Brady – like, if you guys are saying he's all in and he's doing all this stuff, like, when do you when do you get to a point where it feels like he's oversatur- overexposed? Yeah, oversaturating the market. 888-SAY-ESPN, by the way. Why don't you weigh in? 888-729-3776. How much Tom Brady is too much Tom Brady? For me, I'm a Giants fan. I can't get enough Tom Brady. We own Tom Brady. <laughs> but everyone else may not feel that way. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever be too much. Is it, is it too much of Eli and Peyton? Uh, I mean, some it, people would say that. Yes. Yeah, but it, it's not stopping. But, but key, you know what and it is. They're so watching key. it all over every commercial uh, or or uh, mega cast. It, it's but, not too much. But key, the only thing I would say is that I know you can't discourage the money because the money is next level. But like, there is an element of even Tony Romo, like a couple years ago, he was like the hottest thing out, and now people now I hear people have mixed opinions about it, right? Um, and Wait, it's Jay, you about, don't like? Oh, Jim, I don't know. Maybe a first down. There's a wheel route coming here, Jim. Well, you know, they're going to kick a field goal. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that the more you end up doing this now is the more that people can find things not to like for you, where, as in Michael Jordan to a degree, like you don't know enough about Michael Jordan not to like it. Well, every, everybody, everybody, as you know, Jay, approaches things differently, right? I mean, they just do. Is it too much Shaq? I mean, everybody no, approaches it. can't get it. enough Shaq. It can't get enough Shaq. So yeah. – Everybody's situations 
or different. But there is something about Key, the exclusivity or the scarcity of something. Like Shaq, Chuck, you can't get enough of them. They're everywhere, and it's like more, more, more. But there are other guys. The reason I brought up Jeter and Matt, or or, or like especially I thought Kobe was going to be like this. Part of it is it's super exclusive. It's a little scarce. It's not everywhere. So when you get a little, it's like, oh, this is a special thing, right? Absolutely. I thought thought Tom Brady was going to be more like that. But it turns out maybe not. Maybe and, he's going to be and, everywhere. And Michael Jordan told me early in my career that less is more. Don't you know? Because we would go out or whatever, and he was like, "Man, don't you don't need to go out. You don't need to do these things because when you show up, it, it's something special. People, mm-hmm. you know, people want to be able to touch you. When and it's just better that way. And you know, I can see where Kobe was that way, but everybody's not like that. I mean, Jordan's that way because it's Jordan. Yeah. And, and Tom, you just automatically assume was that way because he was in New England locked in, uh, 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 locked in a safe for so long. And mm-hmm. then when he got unleashed, you started to see some of uh, what we would call a personality uh, for somebody that we quite frankly that's so didn't right, believe Keith. had a personality. Key, that's so right. What we're seeing now, what we saw for years was the Bill Belichick Tom Brady. And now we're seeing Tom Brady with the handcuffs off, right? And yeah. he's able to, to do his thing. And maybe this is much more of what he really wanted all along. Who knows? Or maybe he's just at that point in his life now. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Will in West Virginia. Is it too much Tom Brady or can you knock it enough? Uh, Key kind of just hit on the point. I was going to say, you look at Manning, Eli, um, they relate with people. They're, I mean, they've got great personalities. It's- he comes out and can't relate to people. Fox just wakes at $375 million. That's the way I see it. Yeah, and, and what demographic are they trying to go for? I mean, that's what you got to look at. He says that Peyton and Eli relate to people. They relate to a certain demographic, no question about it. What is Fox's demographic? What are they trying to reach? Because I don't see Tom Brady. What's an, what's an average uh, Sunday game, Max? Is it What is it, $10 million? Yeah, something like that. So I don't see Tom Brady all of a sudden going – from I mean at Fox going from a ten ten million dollar viewership to a ten million dollar ten million <laughs> viewers to I'm talking in dollars right ten million <laughs> into all of a sudden it jumps and it's eighteen million people watching games because Tom Brady's calling it I don't I don't he saw this contract he went to the backyard started throwing the ball. <laughs> well, that would don't get me started, Max. Because if I was throwing the ball and doing that sort of stuff, they still wouldn't give me thirty-seven million. But don't get me started, Keith. There is a sense though when you're around Tom Brady compared to uh, Peyton Manning, like Pey- Peyton, like the word relatable. I think is a very interesting word, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're around Peyton, Peyton seems like that guy is just mowing his lawn outside with you, doing the same kind of stuff, the garden work, like I. I don't know if Tom comes across that way. So I'm curious Supermodel how Supermodel wife and the – Yeah, yeah. But that's why people, I say yeah, hang. it depends on what demographic you're trying to attract. No, I think right? you're – you were right the first – like, if he's good, he's good. And then he's it good, works out. you got to have a personality that's interesting, right? Like, yeah. whether, whether that's a Gary – like, it could be Gronk or it could be Marshawn Lynch – a guy who doesn't say a lot or a guy who says a lot, but is it interesting? Let me, let me tell you something, man. There's only a handful of guys that I'm watching the game and saying to myself, they're calling the game, I'm watching it. Right. You know, Troy Aikman calls a game, and not because he's on our network. When he was at Fox, I'm, I, I feel like that's a big game. Yeah, his brand. Key. Troy's television broadcasting brand was huge. 
So I'm, you know, Vince Scully, uh, uh, Chick Hearn, Marv Alberts, like, I'm watching. This is the same those thing. A list. Hundred percent. Key is talking about. You're talking about branding, right? How does an A-list actor get to be an A-list actor, right? Is is his acting what's getting you there? All you know is when that dude shows up in a movie, the movie is, you know, done at a certain level, yeah. right? Same thing. Tom Mike, Brady's. Mike Tarico calling the game. I'm watching it. I don't give a damn what anybody. He is good at what he does. Mike in Maryland. You're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. How's it going, guys? What's, What's up, Mike? Uh, not much. So, kind of going with the... I mean, I think we are screwing Mike, some stuff up there. We, yeah, we, we lost him. I think we lost yeah. some stuff there. He's but you see, but, but you see what I'm saying, though, Max and no Jay? Yeah. If, if, if certain people calling games, Al Michaels, like, I'm, come on, man. I'm, so you I'm, I'm, you I'm trying to start an alternative network, stuff. man. Yeah. Give me a broadcaster than Antonio Brown and Marshawn Lynch. What do you call I'm it? I'm trying to watch. Less is more. No. Say less. Say less. Less is more. I thought. No, 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 no. Marshawn, say less. Halftime show with Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my God. Give me another demographic. Let's start another one. Jay, You're building towards that audience. I'm going to build towards a different audience and take a piece of it. Continue to give million-dollar ideas away for free, Jay. Yes. Go right ahead. So here's what I would say, though, Jay. I would watch that every time. Yeah. Me, too. Now, or you, and we probably will watch it, but now I'm going to play executive hit. Or are we going to be able to get the sponsorship dollars? Yes, that is worth. Yeah, but I'll keep. Viewership. You're thinking about. You're thinking about larger networks. I'm thinking about the alternative network. I'm talking about I, the one I that get is doing it. I understand. all through streaming. I'm talking about a way to bite into the marketplace. Like I also think there is a pocket for that. Yeah. Like it leads me to like Max and I were thinking that way. Yeah. Like, I know people are going to go with the big, kind of like the everyday. Just the interesting. All that matters is interesting. Allow Man. me to curse. Allow me to talk about gambling. Allow me to tell you how I truly feel about the damn By game. the way, in a way, when TNT. Well, that's one of the reasons. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I've never done the play-by-play or a, a lead analyst on television. It's not because I couldn't do it. It's because I want to be more, a little more authentic and have a different type of voice. I don't want to sit up there and just be concentrating on the plays of a football game. But, Keith, that's part of what the, everything. the proliferation of media means. There will be niche opportunities, right, to do exactly what you're talking about, Keith, to do that kind of thing, not the thing that you oh, – that, by the way, even the Manning cast, even though it's not exactly what you're talking about, is a version of that. The TNT broadcast, the basketball, when that started with, with Chuck even before Shaq, with Kenny Smith – that was something new. It's like, hey, just give, give these guys a lot of rope. Let them do their thing. Yeah, that's why I enjoy working on this show, NFL Live, because I get to just do my thing. When you're calling games, it's a totally different situation. You know, you, you're speaking to a, a, a certain section of people that dial into that, and you got to be buttoned up and everything. You know, you can't have too much fun. It's just a, it's a different situation jay as you know calling college basketball is just a different feel jake in denver you're on with Keyshawn, jay will and max what is is it too much tom brady or you like this uh, i love it gents first off love the show listen every morning just want to say you know i think it's kind of an opportunity for him to almost transcend football kind of like a john madden kobe bryant situation where you know 10 years from now, you might not, the, the younger generations might not even remember Tom Brady as a player because they'll only remember him as a great broadcaster. And then 20 years from now, like you were saying, Key, that 
Tom Brady being out of 12 Super Bowl appearances at this stadium, I mean, I'm all for it. I think that the man is a winner. I think that Fox News or Fox Network won with this. I mean, uh, you look at Greg Olson, I think there's probably half of the league who doesn't have name recognition with Greg Olson. I know Greg Olson because I'm from Chicago and I lived in North Carolina, but probably 16 other fan bases don't know who Greg Olson is. Everyone knows who Tom Brady is. Even if you don't play football, you know who Tom Brady is. So I think it's a win for them, and I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, John Madden, by the way, most kids probably didn't know he's even a coach. They know he's a video game, basically. Yeah, right? no, that's true. Yeah, my, my son didn't know. He, um, gosh, not too long ago. Oh, when John when John passed away, we he was, he didn't, he was like, oh, dad, he played and coached? I didn't know that. I was like, yeah, he played. And so, you know, he knows it's a video game. Yeah, once upon a time, kids thought Joe DiMaggio was the coffee guy. They didn't know play baseball. Like, that's what happens post-career. You know, the world moves on, and you, you continue to define yourself. And Tom Brady, for a generation of ki- you know, kid football fans, is about to be a broadcaster. I just hope, oh, that's that, we get, I just hope that we get <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tom Brady yeah. instead of the New England Patriots Tom Brady. It won't work if he's the New England Patriots Tom Brady. It's got to be he's got to be the the Tampa. I don't think you I don't think you're going to get the New England Patriots Tom Brady. I think you're going to get a a cross between the two. I don't think you're going to get full Buccaneer I'm drunk, I'm on the boat and I'm going to tell you I'm drinking water when it's really tequila and I need help out off the boat. You're not going to get that. You're going to get a you're going to get an in-between one. Much more on Tom Brady, including why this could be his last year in Tampa. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are joined by Marcus Spears. I, I just always thought of Brady as more of like a Jeter or a Kobe than a Shaq or a Chuck. But listen, 37.5 a year. You're mad at him. What's going on, Marcus? What's up, Max? Money, Key. $37.5 million to make you a Shaq or a Marquette. $375 What you say, Marcus? You just want one year for 10 years, huh? One year hey, of that man, salary need, for 10 I need, years. I need 50 more dollars from ESPN, man. <laughs> just 50 more dollars. <laughs> 50. Uh, hey, Swagoo, listen to what Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider, had to say on yeah. this very program earlier today. 
I don't think it signals anything about that. I think Fox was making the announcement. I, I, I was just told on an earnings call. I mean, they're trying to you know make a splash. They made it clear that it's up to him when it starts. But no, I don't think it means this is his last year. I think it's his last year in Tampa. Okay. I mean, the contract's up after this year. Void's after this year. So he'll be able to go wherever he wants to go. And Miami. What? Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like he had a little bit of a wandering eye this past year, right, with the retirement and then coming back. So, yeah, I think there's some intrigue as to where he might play in 2023, assuming he does. I mean, he could decide to retire Uh-oh. again. We don't know. Nobody knows. And anybody who tells you how long Tom Brady's going to play is making it up because I don't think he knows. Do you think, Swagoo? Listen, man, I you know, last year we talked about it, and when he retired, I thought he would stay retired, obviously came back. I think, I think how the retirement happened played into him coming back too. Um, I think Tom has an ego enough to be like, this was not – I didn't put a production together. I didn't have the, the, the send-off from my own team that I wanted to have. So I think that has something to do with it. And obviously he's playing at a high level. I'm talking about outside of the actual football. Still playing at a high level. He knows he can play at a high level. But ultimately, when you sign a 10-year, $375 million contract with a television network, I don't care what nobody says. Fox ain't waiting that damn long. All right? Now, I get it that it's Tom Brady, and I understand that he he will have a little bit of cushion about when he can join that booth, but this is also business. They also put ambassador um, in his title more than just calling games with Fox. So I don't think the timeline is – all up to Tom Brady as much as they say that publicly. Y'all know how these things work. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, the time. I don't really worry about the timeline stuff, Marcus, because you're right. They're not getting ready to sit around and wait yeah. on Tom Brady when somebody else could come along. I mean, it just it. You know, Tom. Tom probably this is probably his last year. I mean, come to think of it, three. I think so too, Keith. Yeah, three hundred seventy-five million reasons why, as they like to say. Plus, on top of that. How how many more damn championships you gonna keep trying to win? At some well, no point, dude. the risk versus reward in this violent sport isn't going to be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, I I really believe, and and I I could obviously could be absolutely wrong. I think the way the retirement was announced with uh, Jeff Darlington and Shefty, which was not wrong, he was planning on retiring, but. I don't believe that's how Tom Brady wanted to retire from the NFL. Um, and I think that plays into it. I'm, I'm calling me crazy. Did y'all see that production that the Rams did for the draft? Mm-hmm. I think that's what – I think he wants something like that to go out on um, as opposed to – and obviously he want to win. He coming back. Tom Brady is an uber competitor. We all know that. He wants to win in Tampa. He looks at the NFC and probably say, hey, man, we got a real shot. The Rams are my favorite, but – He's looking at that and saying, we got a real did in the second half against the Super Bowl champion. So that matters to him. I don't think his competitive juices are gone because he signed this contract. But like I said, man, I, I mean, if you're giving a dude almost, you know, over a quarter of a billion dollars over the next 10 years and you you a business, uh, how long you how long you going to give him? Until <laughs> he starts to make it good on Oh, almost $40 million a year, man. Yeah. Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst and co-host of Swagoo and Perk Show. Uh, Everybody wants to know this, right? How good do you think Brady going to be as an analyst calling games for Fox? 
Key, I have absolutely no idea. I was thinking about that when it first dropped. I don't know. But what I do know is, like, if you talk, it's always a mixed bag on guys, right? Like, who you play with, who like certain guys, who like other guys. I don't think I've ever um, – I don't think I've ever ran into anybody that didn't rock with Tom Brady like that. Now I'm sure there's dudes out there that, that got their issues. Um, so one, you know, you, you would think that he's personable, right? The other thing is we've seen some personality from, from Tom before. And you know me, y'all, y'all know me. I think you got to have that. I believe to be good in television. I, I really do believe that unless you're on a different platform where all you're doing is giving stats and you're talking only, you know, high-level numbers type situation. I, I think Tom is going to be fine in the book. Um, and, and I think he's going to bring a little – I believe this. Think about when he left New England and went to Tampa and we started seeing more of a personality. I think that will come through um, in television. And with that with that high-profile job, man, like you're going to be the lead man for Fox, with that high-profile job, I'm hoping that they know <laughs> that he's going to be – Good or, or, or good to great in the position because they they you know they had Joe Buck and Troy for a long time and they were they were really good um, at, at what they did and they had a good rapport so you know having them at ESPN now you expect them to continue to carry that over I think Tom will be fine in the book. Hey Swag, who we had Monday morning Dan Orlovsky on the show and you know he always says something controversial, yeah. but I agree yeah. with him on this yeah. one. I know I want to know where you are on it. He had the Eagles okay. over the Cowboys in his NFC rankings. Who wins the East? I still got the Cowboys because they got the best quarterback in the division. They do have the um, best quarterback, but what about the rest of the team? And and can we make an argument that it's the best defense in the division? Or oh, y'all don't want to do that yet? We not ready. we scared to touch that because I mean, they, they were got last the best. Year. They got the best defensive player outside of Aaron Donald. To me, in year two, I bet you Parsons will be the second best. Yeah, defensive but see player the problem the with that though, Swagoo, right now. I don't know what Washington looked like with, with Chase Young coming back. A hundred percent. And I the the one thing about the Washington Commanders, I always gotta say that name. The, last year, Key, to your point, I think I when you look man for man personnel, especially up front, they should be the best defense in the league. I wanna know how those young guys are gonna play together. We saw Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne fight on the sideline. Obviously <laughs> Chase suffered an injury. But before but before all of that you know, we talked about it on NFL. They played so selfish as a defensive line. And, you know, I talk, I talk to you about that all the time. And you know the front as well as anybody. Like, they all want theirs. Yeah. And if they get out of that mindset, they can be the most dominant unit like we saw from a couple of years ago. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to bet on Carson Wentz. Just, I know. I mean, should I? Know I? What I'll, I Y'all know what I'll me. do. He, uh, if you mm-hmm. want to bet on Carson Wentz, I'll take that bet. Because <laughs> I ain't going to bet okay. on him. But see, you know what's so crazy? <laughs> I'm not, bro. Think about it this way. The head coach, run the ball, play defense, and dink and dunk. That's what they're going to get. Yeah, but Key, is that the reality of, like, can you win like that now? Well, and then, like, and then, and like then well, you can do yeah, it, but then in the moment of truth, you think he's going to make that play, Key? Right, and that's always been Carson's issue. Like, Carson's issue is, I need to make a play, I'm going to throw it to the other team. That's his issue. The same thing me and you talk about, Key, and Max, you know, me and you talked about this. That's Baker's issue. These dudes don't suck in general. They're not terrible. You are not secure and confident when they have to make a play. 
And if anybody tell you they are, they lying through their teeth because we got too much evidence and we know how critical NFL games are in the fourth quarter and a couple plays can determine the outcome of a, of a game. And that's where your MO comes from, right? We all had questions about Matthew Stafford. And now all of those questions are over because we saw Matthew Stafford deliver in the clutch. We knew he was good. We knew he was a solid quarterback, strong on all of that. But in the in, in, in the Tampa game, in the playoffs, downfield of Cooper Cup, hit the play. In the Super Bowl, OBJ go down, he figure out how to come come up with something else. Bro, we saw Carson Wentz. And look, the Indianapolis Colts played terrible against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You think that the Colts lose that game if they have Matt Ryan? Nope. That's I, so look, I'm this ain't got nothing to do with me being biased towards the Dallas Cowboys. Right. If anybody can come up with a legitimate reason why they confident in any other quarterback in the NFC East, I will bow out and say, Yeah, you got it. That's the team to beat. Swagoo. All right, Swagoo. As always, good to talk to you. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. That was Marcus Spears, ladies and gentlemen, an MVP candidate. Facing elimination, says he's in a lose-lose situation. What if you win? That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Wait until you hear what one of our insiders says about a two-time all-star looking for a Supermax. You guys already have a Supermax. Here I am. Huh? No good? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Diana Rossini, Key? Yeah. Tweeted yesterday. I'm going to quote it for you. Mm-hmm. Last night, my husband asked me, which stovetop is my fra- favorite on our stove? And now I can't stop thinking about if there's a right answer. She says front left is her favorite. Now, you're actually a, a, a chef, what what what's your do you have a favorite stovetop or I I thought it was a ridiculous point at first and I said actually I do have a favorite what's your do you have a favorite everything is front right everything starts on the right because mm-hmm. I'm right handed mm-hmm. and when you have if you if I start on the left now I have to turn my back I have to turn my back all the way to the left to be able to use my right hand to shuffle, to move the pots and pans around, and I'm dealing with other burners that are in the way. So if I'm on the right side and it's the front right, yeah. I am now in a position where I'm now moving 
pots around easier with my left hand if I need to, but I'm cooking with my right hand. You understand? I, I got you. It makes yeah. sense, but I think, like, I was trying to think, what do I go to first? You go to the right or dead center. You I, never go to the left. See, that's my mistake. I, I think it's because, you know, you read from left to right, at least in English. So, so I, I think I naturally go to that front left burner. But I think you're right. I think it creates a little bit of, a, of, a, of like, a, a, a problem with the geometry of the cooking. Think about, okay, so right now where you're sitting. Yeah. Take your right hand and face it down like it's a a, a pot Mm -hmm. or a pan or whatever. And you see all that space you got with your left hand. Yeah. Because you're right-handed, correct? Right. Okay, now, if you did the opposite thing with your left hand, hand, you are not able to move the pan the way you need to, even though you got all the space on your right. Yeah, right, because if you do everything. Yeah, I guess I do it with my left left hand, hand. Your right hand is your dominant hand. Your left hand... You just, it's just a, there as a placeholder. But wait, isn't it kind of like catching a ball with, if you're right handed, you have a, ca- a mitt on your left hand if you're playing baseball because you catch, but you need to throw with the right. So if I have the, the pan, let's say, in my left hand, now I got my right hand for kind of like grabbing things, and you know what I'm saying? Ex- exactly. Exactly. But that's if I'm on the left side. It, but, you, but your right hand, you, you can't move the same way. And you got all those burners on your right side. That you'll mess around and get burned. Key, key you want to have your mind blown? Yeah. Jay, what, what's your favorite stovetop? We got 20 seconds right now. What's your favorite burner? Back right corner. Back right corner? I've never so even he heard of this. So getting ready to burn his what? elbow. I have kids. My kids reach up and try to grab things that are hot, so I do things so on the back burner so they can't yeah. get there. That makes no, sense. No, that's true. I've never heard of that. Yeah, you, know so what I, you know what it's called? Get your ass out the kitchen and go sit down and watch TV. <laughs> We're back in 10 seconds. <laughs> Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We've been asking you, or he asked you earlier on, how much Tom Brady is too much Tom Brady? 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. I'll tell you what. Sixers could use a little more James Harden right now. I don't know if they don't have too much James Harden right now. Did you hear what James? Did you hear what uh, Jimmy Butler said? No. Now it's time to put in the work. Like yeah. you know, there's certain people that want to embrace the work. Mm-hmm. Other people that you feel kind of deflect on it. Well, you know Tim, what's a wild huh. though about uh, James Harden? You mentioned it. Mm-hmm. People in Houston, they love James Harden, man. So, see, average 35 points a game for three, four years. Yeah, no, like, there. literally, they love, everywhere I went, they just talked, they praised him. Yeah. Well, he's the culture, Key, you know what I mean? Like, the culture of what basketball was in Houston. Tim Legler is here giving you the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Ready to hear what a James Harden had to say yesterday about what happened in Game 5? Yeah. 
<laughs> Here That's he is. In the second round of the, of the playoffs, on the road or in game five, it's not good enough just to play hard. You know what I mean? You got to play hard and you got to be able to think possession by possession. Um, and we just didn't, you know, put enough uh, thinking possessions together. But see, Legs, this is my point. You didn't play hard. That's the problem. Like, so you're watching the game and you're wondering when is there going to be a sense of urgency for this basketball team? And by the way, when are they going to play like it's actually meaningful? It felt like the game was over from the time the game began last night. Yeah, it's, it's – I just don't understand how we could be at this point in the season, this moment in a series, um, having played the way you did at home, getting yourself back to even footing, getting your star player back, to have a game in which afterwards you're using phrases like lack of energy and not engaged. I just – it's just it's it, it's unfathomable to me how that could be your state of mind. And it's look, they're being, I guess, somewhat honest about it because it was over pretty much about eight minutes into the game. They made one mini run in the second quarter and you're like, OK, there was a timeout. Maybe it was like a nine point game, if I recall. And then it was 18 two minutes later. They just didn't have the appropriate level of fight for that moment. And they caved when they saw adversity. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just I just scratched my head on how that's possible. Like, so I'm to uh, the prolific James Harden that everybody was like, oh, this is – I'm like, all right. Uh, like, okay. Yeah, you and I, man. You, you and yeah, I are on Keyshawn, the same page got about it. Wrong. it. Okay, Jay. Um, no, you and I are on the same page about it. We, we, you know, it's like you see what you see for two months. You come to a conclusion on who he is now and what he's going to be, and it's not even like I, – I would say it's not even his fault. It's usage rate for a guard that age, what he's been through in his career. It happens. You slow down a little bit. It's harder to beat guys off the dribble. Your three-pointer from deep doesn't go in quite as often. It's just harder. Does that mean he's never going to have a game like he had the other night? Of course not. But it's not a trend. It's, it's one game. He got into a rhythm. Now it is, okay, guess what? Unfortunately for you, when you play that way, you know what happens now? Every game, the pressure gets turned up. They need to see that performance again and again and again. And I, I just – what I've seen over the last couple of months, I just don't think he can do it consistently. And last night, look, I'm not putting it on Harden. I mean, Embiid wasn't good. Maxi wasn't very good. Everybody. I mean, you can put it on everyone. It's not just James Harden last well, night. Well, speaking of Joel Embiid, you can point to Doc Rivers if the team's not ready to play. James Harden for not keep sustaining a high level of performance. Here's Joel Embiid. Listen carefully to this on whether he's risking his health playing through injury. This is a lose lose situation for me. Uh, you know, if I don't play, you know, uh, probably get called soft. And you know, if I play and I play bad, uh, you know, probably say, you know, probably come up with a bunch of stuff that. I guess he's just not good enough. Uh, so, you know, he's all about really, you know, trying to dig very deep and uh, try to do, you know, whatever whatever I can. Well, I would disagree with the last part. No one's, no one is questioning anything about Joel Embiid's game or toughness at all. He said, you know, if I, if I don't play, I get called soft. Look, there probably would be some people in this industry that would do that. And no, it's not coming out of my mouth. But some people would do that because they're trying to get that hot take, Right. But no one, no one is going to, I think, judge him and question him if he struggles with a thumb injury, with an orbital fracture, with a concussion. I have so much respect for Joel Embiid for being out there right now. And when he got hit in the face last night with that ball, when Deadman hit that ball into his face, I mean, right into the area that he broke and he went down, I literally felt it 
like in my face, in my head. And I'm thinking, what does this? And at one point, it looked like his chest was almost like heaving. Like I thought maybe he was like literally sobbing. He was in so much pain laying on the court. So I disagree with him about that part. He's not going to get beat up if he struggles. Everybody knows what he's dealing with. He's got a lot of respect right now out there just for the fact that he's on the court. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Tim, I understand exactly what you're saying. Could it be, though, that he's more so responding to the way he may feel Doc may be treating him? Because a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago or whatever the case is, he kind of took a little bit of, I don't know, soft shots at Doc. Yeah, look, I, that's a good question, Key. I don't know, you know, it's hard to know what exactly what a guy thinks of someone, right, unless they say it themselves. I don't know what Joel Embiid feels about that situation and, and with Doc and, and, you know, the leadership that they have. What I saw last night was a collective lack of it, and, and that's the one thing. Yeah, if you want to question Joel Embiid, you know, leadership last night, I would just say collectively that group has to get it from somebody. I mean, you got to get yourself ready to play, but we all know there's voices you listen to and there's guys that you're, you're, you know, you're judging everything, a barometer off how they look and feel before the game, and I just feel like everybody on that team collectively laid an egg. No question. I would never question Embiid's toughness, tough playing through it, the whole thing. As Jay pointed out earlier, though, Jay, and I'll paraphrase, but, like, lose-lose? What about win, right? If you're talking about losing-losing – that's not good, Joel. You know, lead, lead, lead. Hmm. Talk about winning. Are we getting too much Tom Brady? Thank you, Legs. Next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.